It's the California Wine Country Podcast with Steve Jackson and Dan Berger. We taste, we laugh, we learn. Time now for California Wine Country. California Wine Country brought to you by Bottle Barn. And today's co-host, Tom Simino of Simino Vineyards. And we're going to be talking about the San Francisco Chronicle Wine Competition with his guest, Barry Herbst, coincidentally, Wine Bottle wine buyer mm-hmm. for bottle bar. See, bottle I tried buyer. to do that all in one breath. Not <laughs> a much. good idea. And Mark Clover, who is the marketing and sponsorship director for the San Francisco Chronicle Wine Competition. Welcome, everybody. Thank Hello. you, sir. Hello. Hello. Tom, talk about the San Francisco Chronicle Wine Competition. Okay, the San Francisco Chronicle Wine Competition took place a week ago in Cloverdale. And a lot of people will, well, I'll tell them, you know, I'm going to go, I'm judging at the San Francisco Chronicle Wine Competition. They go, geez, you got to drive all the way to San Fran? No. The Chronicle Wine Competition takes place in Cloverdale. It is what used to be called the Cloverdale Citrus Fair Wine Competition for a number of years. And the uh, Chronicle uh, came on how many years ago? That was uh, 2000. 2000. Mm-hmm. 22 years. 22 years ago. As a sponsor. And they usually have a big event uh, in the city, uh, tasting through all of the the big medal winners. But because of COVID, there have been a few years without. This will be the last year without the big event. It comes back next year. So uh, we just finished judging. That was on Friday. We did the sweeps. Mm-hmm. And how many wines this time? This time we had 5,500 wines in the span of, uh, what, three days you guys were tasting? Yeah. Um, and sweepstakes, the best of the best in the fourth morning uh, right on friday morning and the chronicle has had how in in the peak just before the uh pandemic there were how many wines well 2016 was our best year um just before the pandemic the three four years preceding um covid we were running 6500 all the way up to 7100 wines in 2016 it was pretty amazing and we're talking about 1200 wineries from throughout the country including some some foreign ones. Um, That's that, a lot uh, of wine. It's incredible. Now, yeah. fifty five hundred wines, three days. How many judges? Please tell me more than three. Yes. <laughs> well, well, we've had we sixteen panels made up of three judges for each panel. Um, in in the heyday uh, when we had the biggest, we were running twenty one, twenty two panels, but three judges, sixteen, forty eight. Plus, we had a couple of floaters come in. We had. A net 55 judges over the course of four days judging those 55 wines, which means each day the judges are averaging 120, 125 wines each individually. And over what length of time per day? Well, we start uh, 8.30 and we finish around 3, but he says 120 wines, but that's not counting all the best of class tastings that go in between. Taste offs. So no, it's yeah. more like that's 150 true. wines. That could, that's a day. probably right. Yeah. It's yeah. a tough job, but somebody's got to do it. Yeah, right? and you've yeah. got one of my tasting sheets there. I do indeed. Uh, so let's talk yeah. about the nitty gritty of how the competition works. So, mm-hmm. so each panel, so three of us, let's say, okay, it's 8.30. So now we're sitting down, and the first thing that they do is you'll get, a, you'll get like 10 glasses. And each glass, like I've got numbers for, for your glass, each glass is numbered. And then we get a sheet, and we have, it'll, in this particular one, this was 55 wines, Cabernet Sauvignon, $100 and over. So we've got, for the next uh, five, say, five flights, you're going to have 10 wines, all $100 cabs and over. 
and you don't know what they are. It's blind and tasting. They're blind all identified tasting. by number only. By number, and the numbers are on the sheets, and you, you sit there and evaluate them, and you give them your award. So in, in this first one, I gave it a gold. And if you see to the right there, it says GG. Right. That's double gold. That means that each one of the judges, without discussing them, each one picked gold. Yeah, gold, unanimous. Gold. All, right. three, all three judges said it's a gold straight out of the chute. Um, sometimes during the collaboration afterwards, which is a style of judging that that we embrace at the Chronicle, is it's a West Coast style of judging where you really encourage the judges to talk about the wines, the finer points. So it's not a, like a library there. There's actually a lot of active engagement Lively um, amongst discussion. the judges. And, yeah, and, like and, say, let's say Barry went uh, gold, and I said bronze, and Mark said gold. silver or whatever. Gold. Gold. Yeah. So so that's that's a gold medal winner because two out of three wins, but. Barry might say, "Jesus, Tom, did you, you gave it a bronze? Did you did you miss it?" And I might go, "Well, let me let me go see." And you go back in, and you know it takes a while to go through ten, eleven wines, and they're all breathing. So I might go back and go, "Yeah, you know, I might have missed it. Uh, do I want to go? I, I can't go from bronze to gold, but let's say I'd gone silver, right? And you can do a silver plus. Yeah, if you're not big with commitment, the plus and minus comes, which is handy yeah. for me. <laughs> Like, I don't Lots want to go all the way to gold, and the mark comes by, go, and like, go, come you know, it's, on. You're hedging your bet. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, uh. Well, and that's where you have a coordinator involved to kind of watch herd over the, over, the, over the panel, where they're the ones that basically facilitate those three judges on that panel and get them to talk about it and then tally up the scores and, you know, kind of look at them in a scans. If somebody's really knocking a wine, um, you know, what is it that they find favor with? Tom, in the goal yeah. that you gave it, versus, hey, Barry, maybe you want to check that wine again just to make sure you got yeah, the one right. Yeah, especially like the big red wines, that extra 10 or 15 minutes that we're haggling about scores and stuff. Sure. You revisit the wines, they're still opening up, and maybe you see some dimensions to it you didn't see the first time through, or you missed something the other judges got. Uh, it's a really helpful process because um, I think it's the fairest of the wines all yeah. the way around. And sometimes, you know, legitimately, you just missed it. Yeah, you know, and you know, sometimes a, a judge will go from left to right because mm-hmm. the wine in front of it caused the next wine, maybe the wine in front of it was flawed, and it caused the next wine to not be as good. So some judges on the panel go right to left, so we mm-hmm. eliminate that problem. And I'll tell you, mm-hmm. these judges, most of us have been doing this for well, a long nice. time. Yeah. So does every entry get an award designation? Uh, no. No, you get a no award. Okay, so because yeah. your sheet's full, so that I'm That particular, yeah. well, we have $100 bottles and over. You hope. <laughs> there were there a lot were, of gold medals in there. There were okay. a few no awards in that category. Okay. Yeah. I would say out of the, uh, we're roughly 80% of the wines that are entered will get an award of some type. Um, we actually had a very strong showing of wines this year. We were at about 30% on golds and better, and then we were... Uh, another 25% on silvers, and then another 20% on bronzes. So, you know, you're left with – that's that's what 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 uh, was given out this year, okay. which is very, fairly common. Um, each of these flights, though, one thing that we didn't talk about was the fact that each of those flights that a judge is judging at any particular time, 10, 10 wines in front of them, and we have about 15 to 20-minute turnaround time to get those laid out, tasted, judged – recorded before the next batch of 10 
come in. So it's a it's a pretty quick turnaround mm-hmm. operation. And you save your best wines as you go, and then you do the taste-off at the end to see what's best of class for that category. For that category. So let, so those double golds? Yes. They would mm-hmm. say, okay, that's uh, number 1958. Set that aside. Push it out. Save it. Then the next flight comes in. you got another couple of three double golds. Save those. Uh, and, and then you go from there. Right. And then at the end of all, let's say, all 55 wines, we might have 13 or 14 double golds. Now we take those and... And winnow it out to a best of class. One wine that'll be the best to send to the sweepstakes to see who wins. And it's called a best of class. And it's the one that's representing that category. And sometimes the categories are not just a varietal, a Cab, a Merlot, you know, a Zinfandel, for example. It's actually with the major categories of wines. You know, we have 14 different categories for Cabernet price points. 100 plus, 75 plus, 55 to 60, 45 to 50, all the way down to under 12, between 12 and 16. Because, you know, we're we're judging for the public. We're judging not just for the high-end stuff, the technical correct, the creme de la creme. We're really looking for, you know, the wines that uh, Jane and Joe Public are wanting to buy. How do these stack up with their peers? You know, so, you know, Barry, mm-hmm. the bottle born is going to, you know, take the best and, and from this competition be able to realize, you know, what's what is out there that, you know, we're gonna we're gonna favor and, and share with the public. Okay, we have probably set a record on this program for going the longest time without actually tasting or talking about a specific that is a record. <laughs> so <laughs> let's I'm do it for a second here. Glass, right. <laughs> what are we, what did we start with? So Barry, wanna give us that Sure, yeah. I mean I don't know this particular winery that well, but I know this grape fairly well um so this is from umqua valley which is, i believe southern oregon uh the winery is russell kind of looks like russell but r-e-u-s-t-l-e t-l-e prayer rock vineyards and gruner veltiner is the grape so that's uh, from austria uh or origins are there uh the most gruner veltiner we sell in the stores from austria although there's more and more in the u.s now and it's kind of in that aromatic white category uh, it's got a bit of white pepper, grapefruit to it. This version is very slightly sweet. I would mm-hmm. say most of the Austrian versions are drier than this, a little more minerality. I like the sweetness in this. Yeah, and this would stand up to, you know, uh, Dan's always talking about Thai food or Asian food that's spicy, and uh, the slight sweetness will dumb down that heat, and so Take then you the can still you yeah. taste both things then. Um, so it's a very versatile grape, and I think it's probably fairly hard to grow. That's why we're not seeing more of it, but uh, definitely a lot of adventurous uh, growers out there still doing it. So. Again, it's a 2021 mm-hmm. Gruner. Veltiner, and I guess there's, they have numerous designations. This one's Green Lizard. Um, I guess they have four or five Gruners they make. Remember them talking about that? In the- and the Psalms, mm. the sommeliers, and we should say the judges are from all around the country, right? Mm. And the Psalms love Gruner Veltiner. Mm-hmm. Personally, eh. You know, would I ever grow Gruner? No, not a chance. But, mm. you know, you want to sell grapes, you're, you're really probably not going to grow Gruner. I'll bet you they grow it yeah, at the winery. That's I where think, they get it. I think mm. we had eight entered total Gruners in the competition this year. Yeah. yeah. Which is, you know, two more than we had last year. Yeah. And yeah. did this particular wine medal? Yeah, I think this yeah. is the best one of the, uh, overall uh, white wine. Yeah, so, so this one, a white sweepstakes, it tied with the one of the oh, other Satui, wines we're talking right. about here. Satui Chardonnay. I think it's a nice surprise. And, you know, hats off to the Oregon winemakers, which I think Umqua, it, the Rogue is the one, Rogue Valley is the one in the south of the, 
of oh. the state. But oh, Umquist for the Umquist, yeah. the coastal one up near Tillamook, Florence, up on the coastal area. That's in right. Inland. Yeah, um, I only know them for their ice cream. Yes. Oh, there you go. Very good. <laughs> yeah, that and yeah. So, um, and these yeah, this one did very crazy. well to come out and be the top white wine of all white wines is saying something. Yeah, and they should be very proud of. No, that. I'm I'm really enjoying this. I'm so glad we started yeah, with this kinda, one. It's not too you know, sweet. No, you know, but it's no. just sweet enough. Yeah. That's the nice thing about this competition. You get to know something maybe you didn't know about. And there's a wonderful website, winejudging.com, associated with the Chronicle Wine Competition. And it's got everything listed by best of class. I mean, it really Mm -hmm. divides it up. So if you're looking for a price point or, you know, how how did the judges rate one of my favorite wines, you can find it at winejudging.com. It's a terrific site. Absolutely, and I'm glad you brought that up because the medal winners go back five years. The library of medal winners through this competition are all posted there. Um, And I meant to say there's over 200 categories of wines that are being tasted. Obviously, there's not that many varietals of wines, but um, because of the price points in the larger categories of Zin, Merlot, Chardonnay, for example, um, we the end result is 209 categories, mm. all of which get a best of class. And then it's those best of class, which at the end of the day are going against each other to become a sweepstakes winner. And there's only six of them. We're back on California Wine Country with Tom Simino and our guest, Barry Herbst, the wine bottle. Wine, why do you keep saying the wine bottle? Um, just call me the bottle buyer. The wine That'll buyer work. for Bottle <laughs> Barn. It flows. And Mark Clover, who is the marketing and sponsorship director for the San Francisco Chronicle Wine Competition. And we're talking about the recently held San Francisco Chronicle Wine Competition. We are going to taste another wine. Yeah, we've got the Visatui Napa Valley Chardonnay. This was a sweepstakes winner. There was a tie for the Gruner Vertliner, and this is a 20 Visatui. The thing that's unique about Visatui is their wines are only available at the tasting room. And Visatui started his, his uh, direct-to-the-consumer winery back in, like, 1972 or 74. Yep. And he's the mm-hmm. same gentleman, uh, Dario Visatui, uh, who has the castle. And Castello that, de Amorosa. Castello de Amorosa. Yeah. A lot of people yeah. have gone over to Napa to try that. And we, we had our judges' dinner at Visatui. They have the best cured meat guy in the yeah. country, man. Yeah, I'm serious just, about I, food and wine now. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. It, you should, you, you should, can't mention things like that on the show unless you bring them in with yeah, you. That's yeah, that's a good point. I told the guy, I said, my go bag, my goodie bag, just throw one of the beef ones in. Yeah. I mean, they're, I mean the, the cured meat was like... Was that something? That was yeah, it's all yeah. done on exceptional on the property there. Right? Yeah. Posts, it was very okay, nice. this isn't California meat country. Okay. It's <laughs> California wine country. All right, so, so let's drifting. talk about this wine. Okay, mm. so this Chardonnay, this is classic California-style barrel-fermented oak-aged Chardonnay, kind of leaning toward the older style, big, rich, creamy. Mm-hmm. Got a nice amount of oak, but not overly oak. They've got, you know, a lot of people think, well, Visatui, that's kind of a, you know, is that like a gimmick winery? It's not. They've got some fabulous winemakers over there. Quality is their number one thing, and and they sell it direct. So this, they've got a little, 
what do they call it? A money machine where they yeah, it's pretty nice. The credit card. Well, the color of this wine is also very beautiful. I mean, you're looking at a that's a the rich first thing yellow, I noticed. Yeah. Rich yellow. Mm-hmm. You almost anticipate what it's going to be, and when mm-hmm. it follows through, and gives you that long finish and all those layers. I mean, yeah. this is a rich, luscious chard. There's got, no surprising why this is why this mm. is in this bunch. I mean, yeah. it's nice. It's got all the components, but nothing's running the show. It's got the oak is very present, butteriness is present. Um, it's fat and rich, but not sweet. So everything's in control, but it gives you all the bells and whistles that I think you know rich Chardonnay drinkers are looking for. It is buttery. Yeah. Now, of the of your customers that come in, who mm. who's buying the the big old style Chardonnays like this? Is it I run mean, the gamut? Yeah, it runs the gamut, and you know, it's I'm still shocked how strong Rombauer Chardonnay, the poster child for big boys, uh, big rich and over the top, still at full price. It's we sell every bottle five, six, seven cases a week. It's just wow. crazy. Um, and you know, there's been others that emulate them. We even have. A guy that used to be their winemaker has his own label now. We sell quite a bit of it because it's like five bucks cheaper or four dollars cheaper. But there's still a big crowd for that. But uh, equally, there's a large crowd for Unoak Chardonnay yeah. and uh, opposite end of the spectrum. You know, toned down on the butter, toned down on the oak, and all that. So, so here's, something for everybody. here's something to think about. Right? We were talking. I was talking about sommeliers with the Gruner Vatliner. Mm. These two tied for uh, sweeps. Right? That mm. means. All the judges, how many say were 60, whatever they were. The sweepstakes judging, there were, what, I think 36, 37. Okay, so Mm. of that, half of them picked the big buttery Chardonnay. You would almost not think these, and there were a lot of younger new judges Mm -hmm. coming along here. And uh, so I was fascinated when I saw the results that that Visatui actually won. Yeah, very different styles of wine between these. One's a $25. Thirty dollar aromatic white. The other is sixty sixty five big bold chardonnay. Kind of yeah, wildly yeah. different. So. so so that's good. The diversity of the group is is fantastic. We've been talking about the wines at the San Francisco Chronicle Wine Competition. What are we sampling, tasting now? We've got the ZD California Chardonnay. It's a two thousand twenty one. Um, Barry uh, uh, brought this in, and it's it's a really great example of the differences in styles of chardonnay. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a lot more kind of a baked apple, citrus qualities in this. There's oak, but it's a very different kind of oak, a little more toned down, not so toasted, and uh, not quite as fat as the Satui, a little more clean, oh, elegant. a little more lemon. Much yeah. thinner. Yeah. 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 And it's available. In a good way. It's available. Yeah. The other two wines would be hard to find. You'd have to go to Visatui or up to Oregon. Yeah. And, and this uh, one you Talk about ZD. Store. I'm not familiar with them. Been around for a long time and actually built their reputation on Chardonnay, but they're smack dab in the middle of Napa Valley, so they later on they developed some high-end Cabernet and a few other wines. But uh, Chardonnay's always been kind of their driver, and um, it's, in the whole scheme of things, pretty reasonable now. Yeah. I think we sell it for 37 36 They show it as $42 on the entry sheet. Um, so they it's were double price. gold and best of class in the like thirty six to forty five range. And Prices are always better at Bottle, at bottle Barn, Barn Barry. Barry. Where we like to think so. Yes. <laughs> you know this this one um, it has it has a, uh, American oak, I believe, in it. Yeah, and it's a it's a, a nice example if you're doing a a wine tasting for for a group to have something that has some of this American oak in it because uh, most of the time Chardonnay doesn't see American oak. It's it's always the French oak. So this mm-hmm. this one has that leaner character. Um, uh, who is it? Uh, Jay Lore down in Paso Robles also has a Chardonnay that has 
uh, that American oak in it. Keeps the cost down, too. Yeah. French oak is getting any cheaper. Mark, we were talking a little earlier about judging the competition and and how you get your judges. And you've had a lot of judges around for a long time. You always are looking for new judges. But what a judge needs to do or be isn't necessarily a winemaker or a vineyard person, right? No, true. And that's that's intentional. we're looking for folks, obviously in industry, but also in the trade, um, who folks who are in hospitality, folks who are in the food uh, world, distribution. We're not necessarily looking for winemakers who were trying to rank these by their technical accuracy. These wines have a lot of character to them. And many may be not fitting right within the realm of what a wine of, of should be, uh, at least that particular varietal. Um, but it's still a very good wine. And we want to reward the winemaker for a job well done. And we find that having a cross-section of backgrounds in our judges gives us, at the end of the day, the kind of award that we're looking for. And that's uh, pleasing and... Um, it's so, always so, interesting. So the panels can, you know, you get a winemaker or a viticulturist on their panel, and they're sure. coming from a whole other perspective than I. I'm like, can I sell this wine? Right. They're looking at technical aspects, acidity, pH, residual sugar, all kinds of things. Right. And then writers are looking for another thing, and right. sommeliers are looking for another thing. So it really adds to it to have a diverse group. Yeah, right? you need, always I think good. you need that. Um, yeah, we had a gentleman on our panel from Texas. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, well, that he, should have disqualified him. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, this is an exception. But go ahead. <laughs> Thank you. And, and, and another man from hospitality. And, you know, and I'm, I'm coming from, I'm making wine, I'm growing grapes, and I'm talking about it. So we had, it was, re- we had some really interesting conversations. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it is a diverse group, young, old. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's a really fun three-day event. Four days, actually, if you go to the sweeps. Yeah, and that's the other part of it. Um, I was mentioning that we're um, we're we're finding, and we are successful in finding some younger judges coming into the ranks. Um, we find that very um, beneficial to the competition for wine judging in general. Um, you know, we're looking at the millennials and and the younger crowd who are going to carry this business forward. Um, so yeah, I think it's very sure. important to have. Uh, attendance of those judges in this competition in particular because they're tasting stuff from all over the country um, and they're learning a lot. Speaking mm-hmm. of tasting, we have moved on to the Reds. What do we mm-hmm. got? We've got the Dry Creek Vineyard. This is another. This was a sweepstakes red, correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. It's their Terroir Series 19, uh, 2019. Uh, tremendous bottle of wine. I've had this wine before. Um, I'm not sure exactly the price. I didn't really look, but uh, this one know. actually was in the fifty-four to sixty dollar range. Oh, not bad. This one screams Cabernet Sauvignon. Look at the mm. beautiful color on that. Going to have to hit them up Rich. for this one. Yeah, you should. I think this is winery only, but I might have to apply a little leverage to see what we can do. <laughs> mm. They just celebrated their fiftieth anniversary this year too. Yeah, it was quite a party they had. They and, did uh, have a, quite a party. It, out it's there. an amazing winery done a great job for a long time this is full and rich it's dry creek you know a lot of times people think well cabernet sauvignon in sonoma county it's alexander valley sonoma valley dry creek people kind of think zinfandel and sauvignon blanc this is a a tremendous full flavored cabernet sauvignon but not it's not elbows and ankles or anything like it's really smooth and it's very clean rich 
California Wine Country, brought to you by Bottle Barn. Tom Simino is co-hosting today with his guest Barry Herbst, the wine buyer of Bottle Barn, and Mark Clover, the marketing and sponsorship director for the San Francisco Chronicle Wine Competition, which is what the topic of the day is. For your information, if you want to go to a website and look up all the medal winners, winejudging.com would be the website to check out for information about the San Francisco Chronicle Wine Competition. All right, guys, what are we sampling now? We're, we're trying the St. Anne's Crossing Malbec, Sonoma Valley, uh, Los Chamazal. I think that's how you pronounce that, correct? Yeah, mm-hmm. Chamazal. Yeah, I think it's Chamazal. Chamazal. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a Malbec. It's a 2020. And I'm passing it around now. There's a black wine for you. Yeah, Malbec, when you're growing it, it's excuse me, it's 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 a it's almost like Merlot, only a big yeah. Merlot. Uh, really juicy and and dark. Adds a really nice kind of plum character to a lot of blends. You don't see a lot of it uh, varietally uh, bottled straight up. And uh, this one is a, a great example. And this was a bread sweepstakes, correct? Yeah. So this was um, this was the co sweepstakes winner with the uh, the Dry Creek Cabernet, Cabernet that we just had. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're right; it's very hard to find varietally 100 uh, percent Malbec grown in the U.S. Um, yeah. You see mm-hmm. it more of late. I mean, obviously, um, South America. That's one of the premier yeah, Argentina for vintages, sure. But the um, it's very, uh, very pleasing to see where uh, Malbec is coming along in, in uh, the state and in the, um, the western U.S. in particular. Not to get into the meat thing again, but boy, a nice rib steak. Joe's no. out of the, out of the oh, studio right now, yeah. so we can talk about food. Nice We're clear. Steak. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is nice wine. Yeah, a lot of interest now in uh, Malbec, Cabernet Franc, and even Petit Bordeaux is starting to get traction kind of the, the all the red-headed stepchildren yeah. of the bordeaux varieties right uh starting to get definitely some interest and in, they're more reasonable and they're really interesting wines so. the problem the reason there's not that many out on the marketplace by themselves is people don't grow a lot of it most mm-hmm. of the stuff that's grown is grown by the wineries and they use most of it in their bordeaux blends mm-hmm. so if they've got a few you know let's say you know you're you're barreling down and you're trying to figure out what's going to be in the blend and you might decide, okay, a couple hundred cases go to my wine club. Mm-hmm. And, and Petit Verdot in particular, one of the other Bordeaux varieties, it's tough to grow. It's alternate bearing. Sometimes you get a big crop. Sometimes you get no crop. I've tried pulling it. I was told, well, maybe you get the wrong clone. I mean, it's just some Cabernet Sauvignon and Merlot grow crazy. Easier to grow. Melbeck, kind of easy, but Petit Verdot is a real tough one. So, yeah. What's nice about this is it's it's really um, um, a pleasure to see St. Anne's um, mm. come into the. They're just down the, the street on Highway 12, right? Exactly. Oh right? yeah. This yeah. Um, exactly. They are one of the seven wineries, I believe, seven the Wilson of family. the Wilson family um, who have been very uh, generous. And uh, you look at the wines that have won and been in top caliber of this competition over the last you know at least dozen or more years. You know the Zins. Um, it's nice to see. Different varietals come out of that family. Uh, very deserving. Nice and the, wine. And the mm. nice thing about um, the Wilsons, you join one of the wine clubs, and it works for all of the cl- all of the wineries. So you yeah. get special invites to all of their different wineries. So it's a 
Yeah, they it's do a, a great job. Yeah, they really do. Yeah, Wonderful they people. They have the luxury to move fruit around, too. So they have a Bordeaux blend under the Wilson label. Yep. But then they can separate out some of their best Malbec lots and create something cool like this. And, and, yeah, and the stable is, of winemakers they've got. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's impressive. Oh, Chris did this one. I think this is vineyard-specific, right? That's the uh, La Chamazon. Yeah. yeah. La Chamazon. Okay. Very nice. Now, Barry, how quickly the, the competition was last weekend, correct? Uh, mm-hmm. Last week. Last week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How quickly will these wines start showing up at Bottle Barn? Well, I start with uh, what we already have in the store, which is low hanging fruit. That's what I like. And just <laughs> start moving. I'm starting to phase out the Harvest Fair and move in the Chronicle winners. And then come spring, we start phasing out Chronicle and move in the Press Democrat. So it's kind of a rotational thing. But I probably have uh, 30 or 40 of the winners in there, gold medal and above, right now. Uh, we're doing a lot of moving around of shelves and racks, so I haven't created a display yet. But in the next two weeks, we'll have uh, Harvest Fair and Chronicle winners kind of together in the center of the store. And then kind of phase out Harvest Fair over time, and it'll be all uh, Chronicle winners. So. so some are there now. They happen to yeah. win medals at yeah, the yeah. competition, but others will arrive Shortly. Yeah, and we'll stock up as we go, uh, as we get into heavier buying months of February and March. Mark, what don't we know about the Chronicle Wine Competition that we should know? Well, one of the things I wanted to make sure that before the show was over is to let the audience know that the coming uh, March 12th, the Sunday edition of the San Francisco Chronicle paper, will have a 46-page insert dedicated solely to the competition. There'll be backstories about the winemakers um, of all the sweepstakes winners. There'll be some some other color stories involved. There'll be a list of all the medal winners, just as they exist on winejudging.com. But you'll see a nice nice breakdown. There'll be a lot of uh, uh, stories tied to the whole event. And but, it's always nice to have a printed copy on you hand know, to take to yeah, Bottle Barn. Exactly. There you go. Exactly. And, yeah, so you'll see some more there. You know, with, with the, you know, the partnership that we've had with the San Francisco Chronicle as our naming sponsor, they came in to the fold in 2000 and have never looked back. Uh, for the last 23 years, we've been very close uh, in collaborating where this thing is going. Um, it grew after they joined us from a 3,000, uh, you know, wine event up to 7,100 wineries in 2016. Um, our public tasting is, we've missed it uh, for the last three years. We're looking forward to 2024. We can bring it back to the city in Fort Mason. But, uh, no, they're great. Bill, the publisher, has been very supportive. Uh, and and the entire staff there has just been great. And so uh, there, there's not enough uh, good things I can say about them. All right, Barry, it's your turn to say good things about the San Francisco Chronicle Wine Competition. Your thoughts? Well, to me, it's always an amazing education. I I wind up tasting you know stuff from Umpqua Valley that I don't you know even though I taste thousands of wines all the time. Uh, these competitions, uh, especially since they're blind, expose me to stuff because you know I'm kind of focused on on wines from around here or Napa. Uh, that's what sells, but it opens my eyes every year to some new either varietals or regions or wineries um, that I wouldn't normally be exposed to. So it's always really cool for me, um, despite the grueling work of tasting all those wines. <laughs> Somebody's got to do it. Barry. It's got to pay it off at grueling. the end. I mean, Did you take a vacation after it, Barry? I thought about it. But all the flights to Mexico were books. So. They're pros. Yeah. 
Tom, your thoughts again on the Chronicle well, you competition. Know, what I like about it, I'm kind of like slowing down on these tastings. I used to do every tasting because I'd get invited and I'd be afraid if I didn't say yes, they wouldn't invite me again, you know. Mm-hmm. And then after about 25 years of doing this, you know, I'm, I'm trying to simplify, so to speak. So when I do go to these competitions, it's wonderful to kind of reconnect with a lot of these judges, you know, from Florida or from New England or, you know, uh, Chicago, you know, just from around the country to find out what, what's going on with them and uh, what's, what's happening in the wine business in their little world. Because we're kind of, you know, we're, we're kind of caught up in the Sonoman side of things here, a little parochial sometimes, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I kind of like like to know what's going on. Like this gentleman from Texas, uh, you know, we we had a a great chat about grape growing in Texas, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you, they know how to do it now. Well, I'm not going. He to does. Texas. I'm not going. <laughs> he to does. Texas to grow grapes. They're going to have to come to you. Yeah, they've learned. They've right. learned the hard I, way. I got to I did a southwestern U.S. tour a couple of months ago. I just drove around, and it was interesting how many places had wineries that mm. you would not expect to find wineries. Oh, yeah. Oklahoma, yeah. Yeah. New Mexico, the northern. I mean, it was like Arizona. Yeah. Arizona, you know, oh, pretty much everywhere. There's sure. a winery somewhere. Now, the quality of the wine, I can't speak to. Yeah, right. But uh, it, it, it did crossed my mind to stop and try that but then i kept driving because i needed to go um but wineries are everywhere yeah the crazy thing is that wine doesn't have to come from grapes you'll have Mm. like strawberry wine and i mean dandelion wine we have those categories if it's got sugar in it it'll ferment meat brandies (laughs) but what i will say is uh, it's a camaraderie and it's great to see everybody come back every year. Well, it was mm. great to host you guys today. Mark Clover, the Marketing and Sponsorship Director for the San Francisco Chronicle Wine Competition. Barry Herbst, of course, the wine buyer of Bottle Barn. And Tom Simino. Thank you so much. For-